welcome to the Starting Therapy podcast series. I'm your host, Melissa Wessner, founder and owner of LifeSpring Counseling Services in Maryland, where our mission is to provide hope, healing, and empowerment through the collaborative process of counseling. This podcast is for anyone who's thinking about signing up for therapy. Let's dive in. Hello again. Today's starting topic is about building rapport. Building rapport is essentially the process of building a positive relationship between you and your therapist. You may not realize this yet, but this is a very important topic, and here's why. Oftentimes, the creators of a particular treatment modality want to show that their treatment modality is better or more effective than the others. Researchers try studying these treatment modalities to see which one is more effective. But you know what? Research consistently shows that the single most important predictor of successful outcomes in therapy is having a positive working relationship with your therapist. Isn't that interesting? Let me say that again in case you missed it. The single most important predictor of successful outcomes in therapy is having a positive working relationship with your therapist. You need to feel comfortable with your therapist to get the most of therapy. You need to feel comfortable. You need to feel like you can share honestly. You need to be able to trust your provider and feel good about them and the work that you are doing. Some of this can be a little subjective, so please know that this is okay. Earlier on, we asked you to think about what type of therapeutic approaches you might be interested in trying. So it's important to know that regardless of whether you're doing EMDR or brain spotting or art therapy or some other approach, what is even more important than that is having a good working relationship with your therapist. And like I said, this is something that can be a little bit subjective. Your wants, needs, and preferences may be very different from someone else's. A provider who is a fantastic fit for one person may not be the best fit for someone else. For example, we sometimes have people who get referred to our office by friends or family members, and sometimes they want to work with the same therapist as their friend or family member because their friend or family member has said great things about their therapist. And we love that. We love to hear that someone found out about us through a friend or a family member and that their friend or family member had a great experience. What we like to let people know, however, is that we want to make sure that we're helping that new person who's calling. We want to help them find someone who's a right fit for them. The person who's a great fit for their friend or family member might not be a great fit for them. So for example, perhaps your friend really values a therapist who will challenge them and call them on their stuff. For you, however, perhaps that sounds like a terrible time. Perhaps that approach is not gentle enough for you, or perhaps that would make you feel a little defensive. For this reason, it's important that we find someone who's a good fit for you. So pay attention to how you're feeling with a particular therapist. It can be hard to tell how you feel about someone after one session alone, but that first session or two should give you an idea of what it would be like to work with someone. And that time should give you an idea of how it feels to be in the room with that person. In cases like this, it's okay to trust your instincts and to trust how you're feeling. Let me give you an example. Years ago, 
I attended this blending conference where they were presenting studies that they wanted to introduce to clinicians, the people who could use this information. And the speakers talked about a study in which clients were asked to choose the picture of the therapist who looked most like their therapist. And on the screen were two side-by-side pictures of a woman and they looked identical. I simply could not tell the difference between these two photos. And I don't know that anyone else in the audience could either. Interestingly enough, however, the clients in the study were able to tell the difference and they were able to pick the picture of the person who most looked like their therapist. The only difference between these two pictures, you ask? The only difference was the dilation of the pupils of the woman's eyes. You see, the clients who worked with judgmental and critical therapists picked the one picture, and the clients who worked with warm and empathic therapists picked the other. So all that to say, don't second-guess yourself. Pay attention to how you feel with your therapist and be honest about how you're feeling about your session so far. You might be picking up on something without realizing that you're picking up on something. So when you start working with your new therapist, pay attention to how you feel. Does the conversation feel easy flowing? Do you feel supported? Do you get a sense that this person knows what they're doing and how to help you? Is this person giving you what you're looking for? Are they attentive? Do you get the sense that they understand and get you? Do they get what you're going through? Do they give you the level of feedback, information, challenge, or coping strategies that you're looking for? At the start of therapy, it's important to let your therapist know what you are looking for. If you're looking for someone who will be gentle, say that. If you're looking for someone who will do a lot of listening, say that. If you're looking for someone who will challenge you, you can say that too. This helps your therapist better understand how to work with you. At LifeSpring, we like to check in with people at the end of their first session to see how they're feeling about our time together. There's only so much you can cover in a first session, but we still like to check in to gauge how someone is feeling about things so far. It can be hard to trust how you're feeling if you've never been to counseling before. Perhaps you don't know what to expect or you don't know how a therapy session should feel. Don't overthink this. And on this note, it's important to know that there's a distinction between having a strong and positive working relationship with your therapist and having sessions that feel good. You can have a strong working relationship with your therapist and have therapy sessions that feel really difficult because you're working through really difficult content. That's okay. Therapy sessions won't always feel good, but it's important that you feel good about the person you're working with while working through things that feel really bad. I hope this information was helpful today, and I look forward to spending more time during our next and last episode on what to do if it's not a good fit. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Starting Therapy podcast series. If you're a Maryland resident looking for online counseling services, or if you're someone who is looking for brain spotting, check out our website at lifespringcounseling.net or give us a call at 410-497-8451. We have great resources for you in the show notes too. We're here to support you as you make the decision to start therapy.